the loss became like a a jumping board or a, a spring into purpose even though it was painful even though it was hurtful even though there was much sorrow it was a launching pad as i look back and that's how i wrote my first book live and not die it's not the end your loss is not the end it's just the beginning You're listening to Altered Stories with Michelle Renee Gutch. Hello, Altered Stories listeners. This is your chief storyteller host, Michelle Saunders Gutch. And welcome to my season two, 111th episode, Vicky's The Power of Lost God Story. Thank you for listening to my show that is part of the Spark Media Network and the Edify app that helps Christian women share their God stories so women around the world can hear them and never feel alone. Friends, I hope all is well and you are enjoying your August month. I know I am, and I have to say, we are actually getting some cooler temperatures here in the Kansas City area. It's starting to feel like fall. It has been such a busy summer for me, and I can't believe we are almost through August. And friends, I am so excited today to bring to you a very special guest, and her name is Dr. Vicki Otaruyina from Barbados, and she is a global award-winning nine times author. Think about that, friends, nine times. She's a speaker and an elevation coach, and she is an ordained minister, prophetic intercessor, strategic marketer, and entrepreneur. And she's also the founder and CEO of Divine Purpose Publishing and is the editor-in-chief of Divine Purpose Magazine. She's a wife and a mother of a beautiful daughter. And she looks lovely, friends. She is just got the joy of the Lord all over her. So now, friends, I'm excited to bring her her to the mic so you can get to know her. Welcome to the Altered Stories show, Dr. Vicki. How are you doing and how is life in the beautiful Barbados area? Thank you so much, Michelle, for having me. I am doing well. And Barbados is sunny and hot as usual. It's it's our hurricane season, but God has spared us And we have had a very peaceful season so far. So I give God thanks for that. Oh, I'm sure you do. And is there anything else you'd like to share about yourself personally that I haven't? I know we're going to 
talk about your God story, but I want to make sure that there isn't something I've left out that you think is important for the listeners to know. Well, what's important for the listeners to know is, of course, I'm a Christian, but I'm also a preacher. I didn't, you didn't mention that or I didn't share that. So I preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and my love, my love, my love is really evangelism and prayer. So I love to run with the gospel, win those souls, because that's really, I would say, my first purpose. And it gives me so much freedom and so much joy. I could be dumb and just getting out there and telling someone about Jesus Christ lifts my spirit. So I'm thankful for that. Okay. I love your accent too, Gal. Um, so, um, Dr. Vicki, help us a little, because for those of us that aren't aware of the political climate in your country, will you just kind of share with us? I mean, I don't want to go into politics too much or anything, but what is it in, in Barbados? Are you a democratic country? You know, are people primarily Christian, Catholic? I mean, what what is the country in terms of how they serve Jesus Christ? How How is that in your country? Definitely. Here in Barbados, well, we, we just became a republic last year, November, or the year before. But we just became a republic before we were still kind of under the crown of, crown of England. We, were, we are independent, but a lot of stuff we still referred back to the Queen or back to the English system. So now we are a republic um, here in Barbados it's primarily Christian like throughout the entire Caribbean it's primarily Christian and of course you will find other religions throughout um, we, we have like Muslim you might find a few Hindus here but primarily there is um, it is Christian it's, it's Christianity um, we have a saying or, or, or a joke here that every corner in every corner you can find a church so everywhere you go, of course, every parish, we have 11 parishes and all parishes have a, a an Anglican parish church. But then there are so many other churches, Pentecostal, the Nazarene, the Church of God. But it's primarily Christian, Jehovah Witnesses. And what do you mind sharing where you preach and, you know, kind of your where, where you serve Jesus? But I currently serve at a church called Divine Visitation Assemblies. My husband and I, we have outreach ministries. So we host our various events. But where we go to church is at Divine Visitation Assemblies because we don't have a church. We have a ministry and there's a difference between church and ministry. We go out there and we help persons and we train them, prepare them to come back into the church ready to serve as well. We also do outreach programs, praise and worship sessions as well. So we just go there to equip the body of Christ. And we also serve. I'm a singer and a musician. My husband is as well. What does an elevation coach do? An elevation coach basically is someone who has been assigned by God to help you elevate in every area of your life. Wherever you are in life, whether it's personally, professionally, God has placed inside of me because of all the experiences I've been through and my professional experience as a marketer to take you from one place to a higher position. And what that means 
as a marketer, we are created or taught and we're specialized in understanding what the problem is and helping you develop the right strategy to get where you want to go. So my role is primarily to help individuals, females, overcome the hurts and pains of their past to live healed, whole, and purpose-driven lives. So heal, hold, and purpose-driven, a heals, whole, and purpose-driven life means that you are working to come out of that pain, to elevate out of that pain to a place where you're becoming all that God has called you to be. So I use the symbol of an eagle soaring at high heights. But the issue with that eagle is that at this point where you may be is you might be caged. So you're called to elevate, you're called to fly high, you're called to be unique, different. You're not called to, to, to walk like a chicken, but you're called to fly high. So my job as an elevation coach is to help you break out of that cage and fly to the position, to the heights that God has called you to. That is so awesome. I'm I'm so excited that you're going to put one of my ads in your marketing magazine. Oh my goodness. Um, it's such an honor, but I just, I love what you're doing. Oh my goodness. So, so needed. And, and marketing is so valuable in the kingdom. It, it is so valuable. So, you know, Dr. Vicki, you and I have spoken. We have uh, gotten to know each other and you know my heart for sharing God's stories and women's transformational God's stories where God's come into their story and change. There was a change. There was an alteration and a person's life as a result, their trajectory and where they're going has changed, reverse all of that. But I would love to hear from you why you think it's so important for women to share their God stories. Yes, thank you so much. It is so important to share your God story because I always teach persons, there are persons that have been assigned to your voice, assigned to your life, assigned to be transformed by your story. So God doesn't just allow things or bad things to happen to us so that we can just say, oh, this bad thing happened. He trains us in these in these bad situations or these turns or these blockages or stops to become the greatest version of the transformer or life deliverer that he wants us to be. So as you tell your story, you're sharing your testimony, of course. You are overcoming by that word. You are being set free and moving to higher levels. But as you tell it, the one that is assigned to you are the ones that, that are assigned to your voice. They need to hear it so that they themselves could get can get to the next stage or, or become delivered or become free from what they're going through. So God allows you to go through things, me to go through things so that we can have a God story, a God deliverance story that we can have a template of transformation, a template of change, because somebody on the bus, somebody at work, somebody at church is going to need to be healed. It's going to be need, it's going to need to be whole. And it's your story that's going to set them on that pace. Amen. 
Woohoo! I love that. I love that. So now the exciting part of this whole conversation is now we get to hear yours, your God story. So Dr. Vicki, where does your power of loss, God story begin? Take us through it and share how God has changed your life. God has done so much things in my life and I am just thankful because I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a musician, professional musician, traveling the world, singing, playing instruments, but God had a different plan for my life. At one point, I wanted to be a pilot, but God had a different plan for my life. So in 2017, coming up to Christmas, I was five months pregnant and I had a pain. So I went to the doctor and the doctor said, your baby has no heartbeat. I'm smiling now, but he didn't say that nicely. He was kind of like so dry. And I went into immediate shock, despair, lack of hope. It was like all that I expected to do and all that I looked forward to becoming a mother, all the shopping that I was looking forward to travel to the USA and buy all these nice clothes. It just came. And at that point, I I always hear my grandmother say, don't question God. So I, I tried hard not to say, why me, why me, why me? But in the back of the of my mind, I felt like, I'm not supposed to ask you why me, but it, then that means you have a great purpose for me because I would also hear my grandmother say he would not give us anything hard, harder that we can actually bear. So I knew, okay, I can bear this. I can get through this, but there has to be a reason behind it and not just a reason where I'm asking why me, but a, a greater reason because I always believed as a child that I was here for a purpose. So all the pain and the anxiety, the despair and lack of hope, it came to a point where human beings, those around me, my family, couldn't take away the pain. And it was as if I was becoming now like a bother because you're running to the emergency room. You're, you're getting these anxiety attacks. It's like, when is this going to finish? So then I had to make a decision to find help. and. At that point, I would have seen seen a counselor. Um, yes, he was really, really instrumental, instrumental in my life. But at that point where those close to me could no more be a solution or, or they were becoming tired, there's only so much human beings can, can take on. There's only so much that human beings can do. I ran to Jesus Christ. So I gave my life to Christ on a good, on a good Friday where I said to Jesus, you know, I've heard so much about you. In primary school, I've heard we sang, Jesus loves me, this I know for the Bible tells me so. And I said to him, I sing it, but I want to experience it. I hear of it in Sunday school, but I want to know you. I want to have a deeper relationship with you. So it was actually me sitting, because I was in the Anglican church before, me sitting in the pew, having this conversation with God on a good Friday 
after that, of course, I visited um, a group, Pentecostal group, and I, I did do the altar call. But it was on that day that I gave my life to Christ because I knew him. I knew that there was hope in him. I knew from Sunday school and listening to sermons at church and listening to my grandmother talk and listening to maybe some services on a Sunday that there is God. And all through primary school, they tell you about God. So. I knew those miracles that I read about as a child. I'd never doubted them. So if this happened, I know you are real. If this happened, it can happen for me. I can be delivered from anxiety. I can be delivered from all this despair and fear and lack of hope. If you've delivered persons from AIDS, HIV, AIDS, cancer, then you can make me whole. What is anxiety that you can't make me whole? But that journey, that decision to turn over to Jesus Christ changed my life significantly because I then began to pray, to pray. It, It wasn't that I was praying before, but I don't think I knew how to pray. You would pray these small prayers that you know your your um Lord's prayer and so on, but you didn't know how to really engage God. And I began to learn this stuff. I bought so many books from authors all over the world i would go on amazon and purchase these books and i would read and read and read and learn about him then i moved from the anglican church into a pentecostal church i started to see the manifestations of healing i started to see miracles signs i started to hear people speaking in tongues i started to see what i was reading about in the bible and people being healed so i continue to believe God for my healing. And over time, he healed me a little bit, healed me a little bit, took away this, took away that. My desires weren't for the things of the world anymore and sinful nature, but my desire changed because I sought him. And every time he was pulling me closer, pulling me closer because I was seeing the realness of who he was. So as he took me through this journey of becoming this new woman, Becoming this new young lady, I started to discover who I was, the singing, the preaching, the teaching. I started to discover and he would just open doors, open platforms for me to speak, for me to teach, for me to share my testimony. And I was so, I was so shocked at what God could do out of my life because I never imagined preaching the word. I never imagined that I wanted to be on a stage singing. I wanted to travel the world. If I couldn't say I wanted to be a pilot, I wanted to move that plane from location to location. And now God, now I think of it, God has given me a different type of plane where I can fly people from one location to the other in the spirit (laughs) and also teach them how to come out of where they are and fly to higher dimensions. But it was really a transformational journey, not, not an overnight journey but a transformational journey of becoming who he, who, he call, who he had called me to be. So the loss became like a, a jumping board or a, a spring into purpose, even though it was painful, even though it was hurtful, even though there was much sorrow, it was a launching pad as I look back. And that's how I wrote my first book, Live and Not Die, it's not the end. Your loss is not the end. It's just the beginning. 
Have you had any setbacks or anything during this time? I mean, I know you have a beautiful daughter, right? God gave you a new, a new baby, right? Yes. Yes, he did. Was it hard when you went, when you went through this second pregnancy and, and having your daughter, um, having had that first loss during your first pregnancy? I would say it was a mental and an emotional fight because I would have had between there, I had a miscarriage as well. So when I first got married, I got pregnant and I had this miscarriage. But when I had that miscarriage, I kind of jumped out of, of it easily because it wasn't like what I've been through. And God had strengthened me after all these years to believe and trust him regardless. So now I became pregnant again with my daughter and the emotional and the mental pain started to like hit at me, like boulders coming at me. Not that I wanted to be in pain or was hurting or anything, but it's like if the enemy was coming with these thoughts and coming with these things and reminding me of what happened before. So what I had to do in this pregnancy was remain, remain focused. It was hard. But I had to fight the thoughts. I had to remain focused. I had to use the word of God. I had to pray. And I had to keep saying to myself and declaring over my life and over my daughter that she will live because I knew what God had shown me about her. I knew God had said, this is a covenant child. So I now had to come in agreement with God. But it was a fight because those thoughts were coming. They were coming and hitting me every day. And I knew there weren't my thoughts and I had to push them aside, use my mouth, use the word of God, because this wasn't going to happen again, not by any means. Is that in your book? So if people needed to look up the word of God scriptures or, you know, I mean, that they could use those scriptures um, when they're, you know, fighting. For, you know, just trusting God through, you know, having come out of loss and God, you know, reestablishing them and blessing them and, you know, helping them because there's so many stories of people who, because of the loss, they have a hard time of trusting God, you know, and I mean, you were very strong. You are very strong from what you've shared. And it is amazing how when God takes us through these hard things that we do come out stronger and we're able to combat and deal with harder things, you know, and and I think that's what I'm hearing from you. But I'd love to hear just, you know, about your scriptures and the word of God. You know, and and maybe you could share some of those. Yes, definitely. So the book does have some scriptures because my entire journey was about trusting God. It was about holding on to God. It was about faith. The entire healing process was looking at the word and seeing it come through in my life. So you would find scriptures in the book focusing on fearing not. 
you can find in the book as well scriptures related to with God all things are possible. I have in there you would find some Psalms, Psalm 35, Psalm 1, Psalm um, 118, verse 17. You will live and you will not die, or you will you will not die, but live, the scripture says to declare the works of God. No matter what you go through, God is your strength. He is your tower. And he holds you in that moment. Even when it doesn't feel that way, he is holding you because there is a greater purpose for your life and you're being trained as hard as it may feel. When I look back at my life, I would have never been the type of mother that I am, that I have been prepared to be today. I was in the world i didn't have a relationship with jesus christ i was still affected by those generational words and the things that were that i saw around me and i would have raised my child then according to what i believed was a, a right norm which the bible speaks against so many things that have i've seen in my generational life so I wasn't prepared. It's only now that I can look back and rejoice. So I can tell you that you will look back and you will rejoice. And another scripture, James 1, there is, there is nothing that he gives us that he doesn't give us that, that we, we can, that we're, that, that we're not being trained for. So he, the Bible tells us, count it all joy. You may not feel joyful, but declare that word. I count this all joy. You need that strength and the word will give you that strength. One thing you did mention, Dr. Vicki, is that you actually had confirmation from God that your child was going to live. That's amazing. Can you share a little bit more with my listeners how God confirmed that? Before I was a Christian, I always knew that I would have children. But when I came to Christ, God also spoke to me about the children that I would have. So before you just knew you wanted children, but as I came into relationship with him, he spoke to me about the children that I would have. And my husband, how, how, how it is connected is really through him from this standpoint that while I was in my single journey, God would have began to, I used to write a lot in that journey and God began to say to me a lot about my husband, where he was coming from, who he was, what he was going through in the moment. And I wrote all these things down in a book. So when I met him, he identified with everything that was in the book. It was like, he was like, wow, this is true. This moment, this time, but this is what God prophetically spoke to me. Well, he showed me his covenant book, all the things that he asked God for or God told him he would find in his wife was exactly me. And God would have spoken to us about our children as well. So I always wanted four children. He told him five, but I always wanted four children. And what God said to me about this little girl is, is the call about, he spoke to me about the call that is on her life and the, the ministry that she will carry on from me and her father. So through dreams, God would have also showed me things about my daughter. 
I would have also heard God speak things to me about her. But him, he spoke a lot of things to my husband about our children as well. So putting together what God would have said to me and what God would have assured me. There's so many times God said to me, you will not go through this again. You will not experience this again. You will not see loss again. So with that word alone, I knew that this child would be here. And then with with the revelations and the, the dreams and the things that he gave my husband to write down, it matched back with a lot of things and and kind of, what should I say, close the puzzle to a lot of things that I myself couldn't, couldn't answer or didn't know. So it really started with me, with God really revealing to me who my husband is, and then him coming with the other part of the puzzle based on what God had already shown me and other things that I didn't fully understand. Wow, that's very, very powerful. And it's just so confirming you know, how God works with us each individually, how he knows just what we need in the timing we need and how he can confirm his calling and his will and all of that in our lives to help us as we go through our traumas and hard things. Did you have to undergo any kind of counseling or anything from what you came out of? Yeah, definitely. I would have seen a counselor because I I knew I had to talk to somebody in the midst of the pain. Thankfully, he was a Christian. So even though he taught me strategies of how to deal with anxiety and anger, and he went through his whole psychological um, strategies, he said to me, and I will never forget him for this. He said, what you need to do, Vicky, is continue to say or say rather, this too shall pass. So he, he told me there's power in your words and you have to keep saying that over yourself. He didn't speak about faith. He didn't bring a scripture. All he said was, you have to speak this over yourself. This too shall pass. So in my journey, there were only probably like six sessions with him, but I went on in that journey saying, this too shall pass. Every time I had an anxiety at the top, I still found it deep within that clenching and that feeling as if you would die. This too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I saw, I saw myself getting less attacks. I saw myself, myself getting more confident and seeing the possibility of healing. So then I found, of course, I found God and there was the scripture that said, you will not die, but live to declare the works of God. So then I said, well, let me, let me create my own saying, I will live and not die to declare the works of God. So I kept saying that, I kept saying that, I kept saying that, and I'm alive today, but I kept saying it because I found that it brought me strength. So though it was necessary to seek help. That help was very, very pivotal in giving me the words that I needed to say. Because you you become what you say anyhow. And he gave me those simple words that I continue to use. Of course, over time, I would have seen a deliverance counselor. I would have been to different sessions, um, different teaching sessions as well. So I became 
every time I became more equipped, as I was maturing in Christ, getting my healing, I became more equipped to go there and share the story and help others that are going through the same thing. Yeah. You know, Jesus is so powerful in the Bible. Jesus talked visions. When you really go back and reflect on his parables and his stories, he was quite a storyteller, but he tried to depict for people practical ways. It, although it was countercultural uh, to the Jewish people, what he was radically doing and trying to be a change agent and bringing people into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, he talked about, you know, in the word, there's in the word of God, your young men will dream, will have visions or or dream dreams and your older men will have visions. And I I could be wrong. I could be flip-flopping that. But I mean, I just know that, you know, how God created us and how he loves us and how he wants to um, embrace us and help us through our suffering. And, and so what you're sharing here is really, truly an inspirational way to continue to help those who are encountering loss or will encounter loss. And so any last words for those who may be listening and are just really struggling? Definitely. My last words would be always remember that you're not alone, number one. Someone else has experienced it. And even though you might be hurting, it is quite understandable. I pray that you would find that person that can help you seek help from a counselor. If it's a Christian counselor, if it's a regular counselor, they all have strategies that will help you one way or the other. You are not alone because there are persons who have been to school, who have studied to help people and to help them through their loss. Another thing that you have to remember is that and and I don't expect everybody to think like this in the beginning, of course, because you go through so much pain and loss. But what I want to remind you is that your pain is part of your purpose. And you may not want to hear that, but your pain is really part of your purpose. And there is a joy awaiting you when you walk in purpose. There's this statement that the Holy Spirit said to me, purpose brings peace. When we actually find our God-given purpose, there is a peace that comes to our lives and there is a joy that we have. So what your role is, is to continue to ask God to heal you, help you, and also just have his way in your life that you can become who he has called you to be. Remembering that the word of God is also healing. The word, it, the Bible says it gets between the bone and the marrow. It's a light unto your feet, feet and a lamp unto your path. So even though there might be dark times, if there's just one scripture, if you can just only remember one thing, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. Keep saying the Lord is my shepherd because that word will bring light to your darkness. No matter how you feel, as long as you speak the word 
or speak a positive word, light will come into your situation and you will get the strength to actually get up and go find that help. But you have to start somewhere knowing that there is help and you don't have to remain in that place. There are persons out there. And then, of course, God is the ultimate helper. And the word of God, which he inspired by his spirit, is light, is life. And it gives you that light in the dark darkness of your situation that you need to have. Very, very, very good. Thank you for those ministering words. And now, uh, Dr. Vicki, as we wrap up, how can we best support you and your work? And where can others reach you? And where can others find your books and your magazine? So there's a lot I'm asking, but I think these uh, questions are all really necessary um, because I do think um, others are going to have a great interest. Thank you so much, Michelle, for just having me. I'm so happy to be here. And I really, really had an awesome time. Um, you can find me at www.vikiotaruina.com. That's V-I-C-K-I dot, sorry, V-I-C-K-I-O-T-A-R-U-Y-I-N-A dot com. Vikiotaruina.com. And on my website, you'll find all that I do. We're just about to redesign and relaunch it. But all that I do is there. And under the books, you will find all the books that I've written. And you'll see them as Vicky Olton. That's my maiden name. And you can also find me on social media. If you search Vicky Otarina, you'll find me any on any platform except for TikTok. <laughs> I haven't grasped that or seen the need to be on there as yet, but you'll find me. And you also can visit, get information on my magazine called Divine Purpose Magazine. That's www.divinepurposemagazine.net. And that magazine is just designed to help you, to help bridge the gap between you and your God-given purpose or divine purpose. So, if you don't have the necessary tools, inspiration, testimonials, you don't have it, it's actually, you're going to find it in Divine Purpose Magazine to help you get to the place where God has called you to be so that you're living purpose-driven and of course, at peace and joy. Well, that's a wrap. And thank you from all of us here at the Altered Story Show for taking the time and um, just being a blessing. And I know your God story is going to bless so many listeners. And friends, as I might have shared earlier, but we will have this episode available up on our website with all of uh, Dr. Vicki's links and data information. And until the next show, friends, be heard and be healed. Altered Stories Ministry is a faith-based, nonprofit, and women's evangelistic storytelling ministry located in Overland Park, Kansas. 
If you enjoyed listening to today's story, your family and friends would probably benefit from hearing how God works in the lives of women all over the world, too. So please, subscribe to our show and share the link to this podcast. Share it on your social media. We also welcome your valued feedback on our stories. Also, we'd appreciate your prayerful consideration in sponsoring one of our future God-glorifying stories and welcome your tax-exempt financial donation. To find out more on how you can support our ministry, you can log on to our website at www.alteredstories.org. 